Hola, this is Maria Plata, and I am here to share the challenges and joys of the everyday neurodivergent life. Let's see how we can use our sensitivity and creativity to rediscover our magic. Are you ready? Let's go! Hello, and welcome to the Plata Life Podcast Season 7, Episode 4. I am your host, Maria Plata, a creative, sensitive soul who just wants to share my everyday learning with you. The season is all about moments of clarity, where I share with you how my characters are showing up in the day-to-day life and how you can use it as a learning tool for your self-awareness, understanding, and evolution. Essentially, I am the guinea pig and just report back to you to see how it lands. (laughs) Take what you want and leave the rest. That's pretty much a drill around here. If you're new to this podcast, last year in 2023, I spent each month writing a story about a character that represented a part of me after feeling inspired when learning about IFS, which means Internal Family Systems Therapy. And so in 2024, I decided to go even deeper and see how these parts of me show up and document the whole journey. So that leads us up that leads us up to today, where I will share with you how T-Rex mom and Amelia have shown up this past week. Let's get started. Have you ever had a moment when you completely lose your shit as a parent? A moment in which the one thing that tipped you over the edge wasn't even that big of a deal, and yet you feel like it completely overpowered your sense of reason and love? And do you ever feel terrible about it and realize that the reason why you snapped was because there is an unmet need that is not being met? So you realize that you have to prioritize basic human needs like rest, only to discover how frustrating it is that something as simple as resting can feel so hard. Well, I have a story for that. It was a typical Wednesday morning. I just finished doing some drilling and reading like I do most mornings. Having that mindful, quiet time in the morning has been crucial for my mental health. It's a great way to check in with my characters to see who's showing up that day and what we have going on. Everything seemed pretty good. We had our normal busy schedule and I was ready to handle it all. Maybe I got a little less sleep the night before, but nothing too crazy. I had also gone to the gym three times in a row, so the self-care boxes had been ticked thus far. The only difference in our routine was that we had a stormy couple of days. With indoor recess and getting soaked walking back to my car from the gym the day before, it seemed like things were clearing up. I opened our dog, Disney's crate, and let her out. The kids got out of their room, and after a nice cuddle and cereal in the bowl, I heard Disney barking loudly at the couple that walks their dog in the darkness of the pre-dawn time. I shouted at her to come in. The kids were both asking me something at the same time when I noticed that Disney had a large clump of mud on top of her snout. I went to grab her collar to wipe it off before she got it all over the couch. What I didn't know was that she had spent her entire outside time digging in the mud with her snout and barking that she had not peed when I thought that she had. As I held onto her collar, she proceeded to urinate all over my foot. I was wearing my favorite socks and was excited at how soft my feet were going to feel all day. She then decided to take off mid-pee, leaving a trail of yellow and warm pee all over the kitchen floor. I took a deep breath as I acknowledged that this was hard and that I just needed to change my socks. More importantly, though, was that she still had mud all over her nose. So I grabbed a napkin and hopped on one foot to wipe her nose. I was handling it 
it was okay. It was fine. It was all fine. And then, oh my goodness. Then my three-year-old began laughing hysterically at me. Not the mama is jumping around and it looks funny kind of laughter, but the, oh, my mom is struggling. And for some reason, I find this incredibly amusing. So I'm going to laugh at her. It was the last straw. I could feel my body tighten. My breathing became super short in a matter of nanoseconds. My head felt incredibly hot. And before I could catch it, there she was. T-Rex mom exploded and shouted, stop laughing at me. Stop laughing right now. I regretted it the second the words escaped my mouth. It was a pretty comical scene, of course. A three-year-old found it hilarious. Who wouldn't? It obviously didn't merit this response. And I wouldn't usually just, and I would usually just say a reminder of, it's not very nice to laugh at people when they're struggling. You can ask if they need help or whatever other gentle parenting thing I could think of. But not today, not in this moment. In this moment, all I could think, in this moment, all I could do was allow T-Rex mom to take over and take charge, which meant that she used very harsh wording in a very harsh way. And that tiny moment is a moment of what a lot of people call mom rage. It's interesting how one of my favorite podcasts was all about this very topic and why we have mom rage. If you're interested in listening more about this mom rage, quote unquote, um, you can listen to the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things, and I think it was episode 274. You see, the thing about T-Rex mom is that it's not one tiny thing that sets her off. What happens is that these tiny little things accumulate over time, and what seems to be not a big deal actually ends up being the thing that makes her snap. I took a deep breath, wiped some mud off Disney's nose, took my socks off, and grabbed the mop and bucket. Taking another deep breath with each step, I took... Taking another deep breath with each step I took helped me get more regulated and able to then go back and repair with my child. Obviously, I was not proud of my behavior, and I know that in the grand scheme of things, this one tiny moment is not going to be that big of a deal. But I also know that when T-Rex mom does come out, as it is inevitable that she never comes out, I need to repair and reflect. But before I could even go and apologize to my child, he was already apologizing to me with tears in his eyes. I felt terrible, and as I hugged him, I also apologized, explaining that next time I will take a deep breath instead of yelling, or walk away so that I don't yell. I worked through the feelings of guilt and stopped them before they got to the shame and spiral that happens all the time before I knew about T-Rex mom. As I reflected, though, the instance throughout the day, I asked myself the question, why did T-Rex mom come out? I know she usually only comes out when I have an unmet need. Was I hungry, tired, overstimulated, all of the above? I realized that it was all of the above, and although I am prioritizing taking care of myself, I am having a hard time resting. T-Rex mom came out to protect me from Amelia, which led me to processing the next day of why T-Rex mom didn't want me to go to Amelia, what was going on that I didn't feel I could rest. So I took these thoughts to my weekly coaching call I do with a friend. In the early morning, sitting in the darkness, I explained to my friend that I feel that T-Rex is T-Rex mom's unmet need is that she needs to rest. I'm tired, but not in a I need to sleep more sort of way. And just as I said that, I realized that Amelia had been taken over. Amelia, if you don't know, is the character of the beaver, but not just any beaver. She is the most hardworking beaver in the world. She works and works and works until she feels she is worthy of rest. 
I realized that T-Rex mom had not been shouting at my three-year-old that morning. She was shouting at Amelia to get her to chill out and just slow down. I had been filling my breaks throughout the day with more books, podcasts, planning, and thinking. My body and soul were exhausted. I hadn't listened to my body when it felt tired and needed to have some contemplative time. Instead, Amelia had taken over by saying, You've got enough sleep. You have your routines down. Keep going. Keep it going. And so T-Rex mom tried to take over by lashing out when the opportunity presented itself. During my coaching call, my friend asked if I knew about negative space in Japanese art. I said, no, not really. But as we explored the idea that maybe rest is like negative space in my life, something shifted in my body. So I agreed that I would just let this idea simmer and get curious about why rest can be such a challenge for me. After I hung up the call, I imagined a million T-Rex mom trailing behind me saying, I'm sorry, with their heads down. In my head, I gently said, oh, it's all right, you two. Of course you were trying to take over. I probably haven't checked in with either of you in a while. And I went on about my day. All right, so let's zoom out and get an eagle's eye view of this topic and find the magic in the everyday life. So checking in with T-Rex mom and Amelia. What was their deal this past week? What was it about the dog incident that made everything so explosive? Anger and rage usually show up for me when I have unmet needs. Most of the time, it is when I am incredibly overstimulated sensory-wise. So the fact that T-Rex mom came out and lashed out makes sense. That was a crazy morning. It didn't go the way we all expected. It was raining and my schedule had been super weird because of the rain. But there was something else there. And what I hadn't realized was that Amelia was trying to take over and push through. If things were feeling hard and challenging, instead of stepping aside and letting Isabel, my capital S self, lead the way, she buckled down and added fuel to the fire. She thought if I just worked harder, learned something new, and added one more thing, it would help. I can't fault her for that. She was trying to do her job. So when I think about it in this way, that it's never just as simple as saying, we have unmet needs and taking care of them, then this makes more sense. We have parts that get jumbled together. And while I understand that T-Rex mom is not the part that I want leading the way, in particular with my children, I can have compassion for how annoyed and angry she was with Amelia about this whole situation. Everything is always way more layered than we realize, which is why it's so tricky to find quick solutions that get to the root of the problem. In this case, it was that because of the change of routine, my characters decided that they needed to take control and take over. And that is going to happen. It is part of the human experience. There's nothing wrong with that. But the more I explored the idea of negative space, I realized why it can be so hard for us, in particular in Western society, to sit in that negative space. It's like sitting in this negative space. We are forced to look into those parts of us that feel scary, threatening, and just, well, negative. There's a sense of darkness in this space. And as I was creating the painting for this week, I thought about how often I felt the impulse to add something to the very obvious negative space in the painting. I used a deep blue and it felt uncomfortable. I wanted to add a window, decorations, different shades of blue to break it up a little more. Looking at our anger and unhealthy coping skills like overworking can feel so uncomfortable. But the more I painted, the more I noticed how much more meaning the flowers had because they had the negative space surrounding them. I was painting this little vase with flowers. Um, I don't think I said that. So It makes sense. The darkness, emptiness, stillness, quiet, the negative space is there to balance us out. And for me, I'm the kind of person that needs about 80% of my life to be negative space. 
I need most of my time to be quiet still, to have the ability to contemplate, to look out at nature and stare at the trees or the clouds and just allow myself to be, which is incredibly hard to do with the lifestyle that I have. Amelia freaks out because her self-worth is threatened when there's so much resting, quiet, and not doing. So she'll push harder and harder until one of the other characters finally snaps back at her. Usually it is T-Rex mom. Finding the magic in everyday life can happen when you look at your parts and offer them compassion, understanding, and love instead of shaming them or trying to get rid of them. I was able to explain to my kids that T-Rex mom came out and they both understood right away. Then I explained to my nine-year-old a few days later that I thought Amelia was trying to take over and that's what was making me so tired and irritated. They simply said, yeah, that makes sense, as if it was just a normal thing. The magic happens when we can open ourselves up to the discomfort of sitting in that empty space in a painting, when we can just be without needing to fill it with more things to avoid. And there's a sense of liberation and freedom that can come from that as well. So how does this land with you? In what ways do you avoid sitting in that negative space? How much space do you allow yourself to have for nothingness, for quiet, for rest? Which parts of you resist that comfort that can arise? And how has rage, in particular mom rage, if you're a mom or a parent, presented itself to you? How have you engaged with it? I know in today's world, in our society, anger is usually seen as a bad thing when it comes to women, right? Like when boys cry, that's bad. And when women get angry, that's bad. So I want I invite you to challenge that idea. You know, is our anger really bad? Or is it simply T-Rex mom trying to let us know that something is not okay, that someone has crossed our boundaries, that we have an unmet need, that we need to ask, sometimes demand for it is that for what we want. So as you go through this week, I do invite you to be on the lookout for your own version of T-Rex mom and Amelia. While they may not be a dinosaur and a beaver, and they may show up in a completely different way, our parts are here to help us live a life that is meaningful and important to us. I hope that you have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for listening. You have no idea what this means, that there's people out there excited and ready to meet their own characters or get to know some of my characters even more. It's, I don't want to say it's been a blast, um, because clearly that incident with Disney and the mud and the pee was not a blast this past week. That was not fun. Um, zero out of 10, do not recommend. But it has been a blast getting to know these characters in a deeper way and getting to, I don't know, see them in action a little bit more. When I wrote these stories, it was all about what was in my head and my heart. And it was kind of like from the inside coming out and now they're like out in the world and so it's been really fun and interesting and exciting to see how they are showing up and I don't know it just makes my life so much more real in a way even though I'm talking about imaginary characters and I feel like I'm eight again and I'm just talking about imaginary characters but in all seriousness that that is really what it is is getting to know myself in a deeper way, I guess. I don't know. I'm rambling now, so I'm going to go ahead and stop recording. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please uh, subscribe to the podcast, share this episode with a friend that really helps out um, so that more people can find it. And yeah, so just thank you so much for being here. Stay tuned for next week where um, I don't know who's going to make an appearance. I guess, I guess we'll see because 
um, I don't know, there's a lot of stuff that's happened in the past week so far, <laughs> just in the last couple of days. So there's lots of material just from living the everyday life. There's so many ways to be inspired. So anyways, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you so much for listening again. And I will see you next week. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Plata Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, or just share it with a friend. I would greatly appreciate it. Bye.